I am fired up. The snap, the put down, the swing of the leg. It is on its way. It is good! Cincinnati wins the American Championship. Here comes Bosa. Here comes the quarterback, Burrow. Looking for a block, and he got it up in the front by Hopkins into the end zone. Touchdown! What a skip! As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. Couldn't hear anything, but welcome <laughs> back. We had no audio. We were we were trying to let you know in the private chat, do it discreetly. But another episode of Pardon the Punctuation is upon us. So as always, I am joined by the self-proclaimed best <laughs> producer in the city. I screwed Ed up. Mayhall. It's all right, man. No worries. As long as it's on the actual podcast when we drop the podcast, all I'm worried about. I'm also joined by Fu Man Jeff, and uh, it's it's been a crazy wild couple of days. I feel like I've aged about oh. seven years in the last week. That said, before we get going with anything, special thank you to those who are joining us live, whether you're joining us from the new forums that we have with Facebook. Uh, we also have Twitter that you can join us live, and as always on our youtube page as we have been bringing it there for uh the last couple months that said um i did want to start off with bearcat nation the facebook group that we have been under control of um since its inception um we have obviously had some things going on over the course of the last several months and um we we got to come under the umbrella of Chad Brendel and Bearcat Journal. And we are converting the Bearcat Nation page. Thanks, Ed. I can hear me now. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. Hey, that's on me again. That's on me. Yeah. Yep. Again, self-proclaimed. That's best on me again. In the city. Uh, um, new setup. So, new setup. So again, we are tinkering with some new things as we upgraded our stream yard thanks to a uh, Black Friday deal there. Um, so you're going to be seeing some new things visually on the uh, on the video things especially. But uh, again, Bearcat Nation on Facebook, we are as as Pardon Punctuation has joined with Bearcat Journal, we are converting the Bearcat Nation page to one run. Uh, coinciding with uh, Bearcat Journal. So it is going to be Bearcat Nation presented by Bearcat Journal. So there's going to be some a little bit of changes in there. So make sure you're keeping a look at uh, some of the new rules. We are doing our best to make sure that just there, there's a lot going on in that group as far as things being reported, people being sketched, people being just a little bit weird, people just being people to be quite honest with you. And uh, so we're doing our best to police in there as we can. So continue to report things as you deem necessary. And we'll go ahead and make the calls on that. But uh, the biggest change is going to be 
Uh, just in the way of, we're going to be putting first and foremost, the Bearcat journal articles, the videos, and making sure that stuff's posted as it comes to you from Bearcat journal. Some of it's going to say uh, that it is VIP only and that you have to have a Bearcat journal subscription in order to watch or read those things for some of those. Um, but you can get that subscription at least until the end of tonight, 75% uh, off for the year. So I think it ends up being like $26 for the year. It's a good um, deal. Yeah. I mean, you guys were members before we were even under that umbrella. So, yep. A lot um, of good info in there. Anything else you guys want to add? Oh, um, so we, we are going to be just watching for, um, especially for, no offense, but for other outlets that are posting their stuff. Um, generally speaking, I mean, it's going to be one of those things where we continue to allow it, but it's not going to need to be every single thing you have every single time you release something. Um, so we're going to kind of start to weed some of that out a little bit, um, but just heads up on that. Uh, anything else you guys have to add in that regard? No, that group is growing uh, fast and furious Rapidly. and uh, you know, just kind of watch out if you're in there for the, uh, the scam things that kind of pop up on selling yeah. tickets, make sure you're vetting everything. I know uh, there's been some people that have gotten burned. I feel bad about it. Uh, I do post regularly in there to make sure that you're kind of, vetting the things that you're looking at uh when you're trying to buy uh, uh tickets to games that are hard to come by right so i think that's all of the housekeeping that we needed to get out of the way in that regard um so we had the cfp rankings that dropped today uh, about an hour and a half ago and if you could be so kind to pull up those top 25 again uh but as expected you have Georgia in at number one. You had Michigan swapping places. Uh, I mean, Ohio State slid even then some. Uh, but Michigan takes that two spot from Ohio State. Uh, Alabama, after a four-overtime victory over Auburn in the Iron Bowl, uh, comes in at number three. Cincinnati remains at number four. Oklahoma State jumped from number seven to number five. Notre Dame also made a jump to number six. Ohio State slides all the way from two to number seven. And I believe that is the beginning of your two loss teams. And everyone thereafter has at least two losses after Ohio State. And at this point, I think it's probably pretty fair to say they're irrelevant. Two loss teams would be irrelevant. They've never had a two loss team in the college football playoff. So, um, Right on cue as we're getting ready to discuss the college football playoff rankings. Um, Chad Brendel joins us from Bearcat Journal himself. Chad, welcome to the show. I think Chad's frozen. Chad's internet's struggling a little bit. Maybe. We good? I'm on my iPod. It's not working. Let me try the laptop. I'll be right back. You got it. Cool. So what stood out to either of you? As you looked at these rankings, <laughs> as you looked at these rankings and saw Michigan jump into number two, uh, making probably the biggest leap uh, outside of Oklahoma State. Uh, let, let's talk about the fact that Alabama is still at three. I, I mean, I get it that they that they've won, but we've seen in the past teams like look. If you go down to to Baylor, Baylor slides down a spot, right? Uh, they won their game against yep. Texas Tech. That they did. Uh, they they slide down a spot. Uh, Ohio State gets launched all the way back to seven. So yep. 
to me, Ohio State went from two to seven, and they lost to what Michigan was five last week. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's correct. So they lose to the number five team on the road in a rivalry game. Correct. They drop all the way to seven. If Georgia loses to Alabama, mm-hmm. they should also drop five spots. They're not dropping five spots. You know that. I know that. I think the I mean, difference I there. Ohio State well, now has two losses. The difference right. there, though, is Georgia would only have one loss at that point, right? As opposed to two losses, right? So it's a little bit different in that regard. Okay, I mean, I guess that's fair, but I, I you, when you look at it, though, like this is the end of the season. This is kind of like, what have you done for me lately? And if one of these teams in the top four lose this weekend, they they should be gone. I, I don't think you should get a hang around. Sorry. I think the biggest issue that I would see is if Alabama does take a loss, even though it is to number one Georgia and they're expected to lose, they're coming in as underdogs. They should be gone. I don't think that you can put a two-loss team in, in Alabama even, considering, especially when you consider the fact that Alabama has played only four true away games this season. Okay. And you, but and the, keep- Well, hang on. Let me finish that thought. They lost to Texas A&M at Texas A&M. And they struggled unranked at the time, unranked at the time. And they, well, and uh, their ranking is bullshit. The, well, now they they've snuck. They, 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 they're holding four, on to right. the top 25 ranking right. all the way down there. Four loss, Texas A&M drops from 15 where they shouldn't have ever been anyway with three losses and is now sitting at 25. Get out of here, Texas A&M. You don't even belong in the top 25. I would have taken a 14 rank Wisconsin drop to 25 I mean, over. They this. lost. They, they just lost to. A, a school with a coach that was on his way out. That was when they asked him if he was going to coach in the bowl game. Was like, nah, I'm going to be on the beach. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's not exactly what Ed Orgeron sounds like, but that's what he said. He, he did make sure to give one last go Tigers. And then he looked at his girlfriend <laughs> and said, come on, baby, let's go. And they uh, walked out. But, but you also have the situation where they, oh, they damn near lost to Auburn in the iron bowl. Well, that's what I was getting at with Alabama. But Auburn had, going into that game, had five losses already. So, yes, you dealt them their sixth loss, but you've struggled against a five-loss Auburn and a four-loss Texas A&M. Oh, but it's a rivalry game. I mean, it's in the SEC. All the SEC teams are rivals, as far as I can tell. I mean, Paul Feinbaum will talk all day long about how all the SEC, the SEC, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. I just don't think Alabama has any business being in the top four. I mean, what when they when they had when they took their loss to A and M, what did they drop to? Like six? Uh, I think they 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 didn't drop any further than six. I don't believe at any point during the season. Okay, so Ohio State essentially took the same L, losing to a top five team that Alabama mm-hmm. did losing to a an unranked team earlier uh, but, this year. But it was their first loss, Jeff. I don't. Uh, I mean, that doesn't track. <laughs> I mean, this is Alabama, or Ohio State's second loss. So I mean, maybe that's where you can justify. It. I don't know. Whatever. Um, in any case, though, um, you also have Oklahoma State jumping from seven to five after beating number ten Oklahoma um, in a in a very close fought game where defense won the game for Oklahoma State. That's surprising to hear out of that conference. 
Uh, that's that's fair assessment, generally speaking, for the Big Twelve. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I, I I certainly don't see even with some crazy shakeups in this uh, conference championship weekend. I just don't see a, a situation where Notre Dame even sneaks into that force. Well, I, I okay. So Notre Dame won't at this point, and it's Brian Kelly's fault. Because if you listen to what Gary Barta said, going uh, right after the the rankings were revealed today, mm-hmm. they they asked him about that because it's written into their protocol about you know going with you know loss of players who maybe opt out uh, early or whatever, and then also coaches that leave uh, or get fired or whatever happens, uh, it can be used as part of their ranking. Um, and he said that, you know, that wasn't brought up for this ranking because this is based on the games that were played through last weekend. And Brian Kelly was still the coach then. So that doesn't affect their ranking going into now. However, it is something that they may consider going into the, the final rankings on Sunday. So let's say that there's this crazy shakeup up top and Michigan and Alabama both lose. Mm-hmm. Let's say they get jettisoned out. Let's say Oklahoma State loses to Baylor. Then you would think in that instance, it would probably be Georgia, UC, Notre Dame, but they may look at it and say, well, their head coach is gone. We're not, we're just going to leave them. We'll leave them at six. Right. It's, yeah. And so, and so then they leave them at six, and now all those players get screwed out of a national championship run because Brian Kelly left. Unless Notre Dame does the right thing and goes and promotes Marcus Freeman immediately. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a lot going on there. So I don't I I, I don't know what you do with all of that. Um, the the Notre Dame thing obviously is a mess. Um, and I, I, it's it's been a mess since last night when you had Brian Kelly taken off for LSU in a similar fashion Cincinnati is all too familiar with. Uh, but that said, we do have Chad back with us here in the chat. I know you were on the radio today, Chad, and you have been probably talking about this until literally your face has been blue. Uh, but what are your thoughts in regards to everything that went on with Brian Kelly, the way he left Notre Dame and just the, uh, the, the shit show that's been. I got our answer. I saved it for you guys. I didn't, I didn't use this take at all today on the radio. Would Brian Kelly have coached Cincinnati in a potential national championship game? Or would he left have left for Notre Dame? And knowing, the answer is knowing what we know he would now, have left for yep. Notre Dame. Knowing what uh, we know now, it, it definitely would have been him leaving. Yeah, I think he would have. We, I we think, got our answer. Yeah, I think he would have pieced out because he doesn't care because Notre Dame still has a chance, has everybody right. the chance here to get into the into the top four. They were five. They were five. Yeah, they were right there. Mm-hmm. And he said, nah, I'm good. No, no, peace, homie. 
Yeah. No, like we it, finally got our answer. I'm just glad. I'm just glad that he hung around up there long enough for UC to get a little bit of to, uh, to, to exercise some demons uh, up there. Heck yeah. Absolutely. Head on your merry way and go. Like, he'll never be able to yell, go Tigers. Like, it's not going to sound right. I like right. the people making the joke about the fact that. Um, he's going to go into a restaurant and ask for a bologna poor boy. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. I, I saw somebody say that Brian Kelly is the kind of guy that thinks that Sprite's too spicy. Oh, <laughs> well, McDonald's Sprite. Right. Here Sprite. we go. I don't think McDonald's Sprite's pretty spicy. I have no words. <laughs> It's spicy in a good way. I like spicy. But McDonald's has got that that extra, that little extra, extra. The extra carbonation? Yeah, a little that. extra, extra, right? Like, <laughs> that, that's, that's a little spicy. <laughs> Unbelievable. Am in I any wrong? case, Brian Kelly, he's No, you're gone, not wrong. You're not wrong at all. And now we're left wondering what's next for Notre Dame as it could directly affect Cincinnati in a couple different ways. One of which being Luke Fickle supposedly is at the top of their list. Um, according to some sources, other sources have Marcus Freeman at the top of their current list. There was some interesting news that Chad kind of hit us with on Twitter earlier. And Chad, what is that news that you're just kind of trying to piece some tea leaves together as you're combing your way through this mess of social media. I mean, nothing is, is guaranteed here, right? Correct. I'm not pretending that in any way, shape or form. This isn't one of those like secret, not a secret type things. This is literally just tea leaves. One plus one almost always equal to equals two. Okay. Notre Dame retained their strength and conditioning coach over an offer Mm -hmm. to go be with Brian Kelly at LSU. They have a fantastic strength and conditioning coach. He's considered one of the best in the country. Brian Kelly brought him in in 2016 when things were kind of falling apart, right? He had had Paul Longo, who was kind of his right-hand man. And it was really like a, a surprise that Kelly got rid of Longo because Longo was considered his like confidant. And this guy's done it. He's he's considered one of the main reasons that Notre Dame had the resurgence that they've had since 2016. So keeping him at Notre Dame means that he is going to be the strength and for all intents and purposes. The only thing that would would possibly indicate is that this guy's going to be the strength and conditioning coach for whoever the new coach is at Notre Dame. Well, I think something something else that you can kind of put in with that is they're trying to keep Reese. And if you're trying to keep Reese. Yeah, but we haven't got there yet. We'll get there. That's part of it. But the strength thing, look. That's a big thing. Absolutely. Staff is one thing. The strength and conditioning coach is huge. The lieutenant. Like that's that's the guy. And 
Luke Fickle's not going anywhere without Brady Collins. Period, point blank, end of story. Brady Collins was the second or third hire, excuse me, for Luke Fickle at Cincinnati. Marcus Freeman, Doug Phillips, who's the head coach at Youngstown State now, Brady Collins. Like, inner circle as inner circle gets. Notre Dame now has a strength and conditioning coach. And if you were hiring or intended to hire Luke Fickle, there's no way you would have retained your strength and conditioning coach because you're going to have to fire him, right? This wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense. So last night there was a, I don't know if you want to call it like an emergency gathering of some folks uh, on, on Twitter in a Twitter spaces. Uh, And it was, it was put together by Mick Asaf. And I hope I'm saying his name correctly. Um, but he, I guess, was a walk on it at Notre Dame. They have obviously a very, you know, kind of get this like walk on players union thing. But there were there was something like five thousand people in this Twitter spaces. They they obviously only let like I don't know a handful of people talk. I think Kyle Hamilton uh, spoke a little bit uh, before I got in there, and then they had some other guys. Uh, Ian Book was in there. Uh, Michael Junior was in there. Uh, Cole Komet was in there, Julian Love. So a lot of these guys that are kind of still, you know, they're some of them are playing professional football. Lots of, uh-oh, I think we lost Chad. Sorry, go ahead. He, he hit the wrong button. Uh, so you've got a lot of these guys that are kind of connected in with, uh, you know, kind of some behind-the-scenes stuff of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And they, they were very, uh, they were all very adamant that Marcus Freeman is the the pick that they would want and what they've heard. Obviously, Swarbrick came out today and said nothing of the sort, just kind of we're not going to have an interim. Uh, I'm going to conduct if, a search. And if we do have an interim, that person won't be considered for the uh, for the head coaching spot, which then why, you, why are you going to accept the interim spot? That's my my view on it. Like I wouldn't want to, but they all then kind of pivoted from the Marcus Freeman talk to the Bayless talk, which is their strength and conditioning coach. Yeah, and they all kind of said, "Look, when this guy came in in 2016, he reset the tone of what Notre Dame football is, and obviously things have been very successful for them since." Uh, and they were all very adamant, like you've got to make a push to keep him you can't let him go uh, i guess he is a chicago guy so you know it, it's one of those things like he likes where he's at up there it's sure. obviously pretty close with chicago um so they were all very adamant on on that end of things of you know having to keep you know wanting to keep the continuity there um i think notre dame's own, has lost at least one recruit so far the defensive uh, back. A defensive back. Which is um, a bit surprising. If you're keeping your DC. Because Freeman's got such a heavy hand in their defensive recruiting. Well, he's got a pretty heavy hand in all the recruiting, doesn't he? Yeah, not as much on the offense. Like, the defense is... I mean, that would make is, sense. And they kind of, like... They almost separate the two. Like, like Chad Bowden, when he was here, 
mm-hmm. was the director of recruiting. There, he's the director of defensive recruiting. And then they have another guy that's the director of offensive recruiting. Tommy okay. Reese kind of handles all the, the offensive prospects. Marcus kind of handles all the defensive guys. Um, are these, are so any, it was these, a little, are any of these positions the ones that are labeled with uh, like a sponsored previous Notre Dame alumni? Well, Freeman's is. It's so weird. I think those are coaching, those are the, the coaching spots, the right? Coaching spots, yeah. It's or so like, weird. I mean, it's better they than pay like the salary of the guy. It, it, well, it's, I mean, it's, it's better than being, you know, Michigan State Spartans brought to you by Rocket Mortgage. Right. It's like, if I'm paying the coach's salary, I want my name on his name. Touche. Yeah. That's my spot. <laughs> Some people right. buy wings at the campus. They, they decided to go all in and we just... buy defensive coordinators <laughs> in this thing. <laughs> that's, that's what we sponsor here. But the, I don't know. I think uh, I think that that is kind of a a, a telling thing. Uh, he had a, they they put out that little video. I think Chad retweeted it uh, when he kind of made his uh, statement on that. Uh, but you can hear him in there saying like, "Look," and I think he kind of understands as well. Like these kids probably don't have a whole lot of trust in in some coaches right now. Um, right. But he's like, "I want." Well, if I, if my last day was you know if I, if I die in here coaching you guys that's what I want to do he does seem like he's kind of like a, a that area kind of guy. Well, right? let's talk like about Brian he, Frank. Let's talk about Brian Kelly for a minute. Where you you set up this meeting at seven a.m. and you're there for ten minutes. You no, talk not even. No, he didn't even talk for, for two minutes. He was there for ten minutes and gone, all the way gone in fifteen absolutely wild that so that that was brought up that was brought up last night as well on there when they were speaking in their like little the little spaces thing and um you know some of the guys were like hey um i think i think uh i can't pronounce her last name jessica smetana smetana okay so she was in there and she she flat out said like do the does anybody show up to this meeting and immediately like they were all hell no so they were all clamoring to talk and they were like, absolutely. You show up to that meeting. It, you know, you're a Notre Dame football player. It's a Notre Dame football meeting. It's being called. You will be there. And you know, Two everybody minutes, like, like what kind of shit so is that? 7am. They, they were all for two minutes. They were Not all like, they were all like, yep. You know, I guarantee you all those players will be there and they will be there early, not on time. They'll be there early and ready to go. And they'll all sit down and listen to what has to be said. Obviously, I think they thought that they were probably going to be like maybe a little time for some questions or something. Uh, it doesn't sound like there was took, any no, time for that. No questions. It was like, hey, uh, I'm no longer your head coach. Um, you guys saw it yesterday, so I'm out. And what, got in his car what, what and left. Was, what was the love that he used? That he has limitless, limitless love, limitless. <laughs> like and, and kudos to a limited, did. clearly limited amount of love. Until you put a hundred million dollar check in front of me, that's actually my limit. There's, there's a, there, there were only nine ninety nine point nine nine. I'm ditching y'all mofo's in a second if somebody puts a hundred mil in front of me. Man. <laughs> 
Hey. Y'all work for somebody else now. <laughs> hey, off. You break a piece of that off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I get it. Like, I think we all get it. Brian Kelly is just like the ultimate, like, bad guy as far as like the way he goes about this. And, and I think a lot of it was triggered by the fact that Lincoln Riley tried to steal his thunder as like the worst exit ever and then brian kelly was like hold my beer like, i'm out like hold my gumbo did you guys did you guys hear my interview with tom lloyd today no no missed it so tom lloyd covers notre dame ed you're muted no I'm not. you're muted ed i'm still muted you're muted we can't hear you uh i guess the hot keys don't work all right we're good jesus um so Tom Lloyd covers Notre Dame for Irish Illustrated. It's the 24-7 site for Notre Dame. He's phenomenal. He is as good as there is in the network at covering his team. He said he heard Brian Kelly was in-house with a recruit when the news broke last night, right? He heard Brian Kelly was talking to the kid about how wrong it was, how he left Cincinnati in 2009 and how he would never do anything like that. Again, as the story was breaking that he was leaving for Notre Dame while he was inside this kid's house. Unbelievable. I, I, I saw that. The, it was like, I saw wild. that one of the guys said there was he an, felt like no, a fucking asshole, but now we know why he actually, like one of the other guys that was there with him. Yeah, that's one of the coaches actually felt like a fucking asshole one of the recruits yeah because he's brian kelly's in there telling the kid i would never do this to you as he's in the middle of doing it and he knew it right what a slime ball your agent is not secretly negotiating a hundred million dollar deal without your knowledge okay and his agent's the same agent as lincoln riley's agent it's jimmy sexton jeez which I didn't know until also, I heard he's everybody's heard. agent. Luke Fickle's agent. Luke Fickle's agent. Marcus Freeman's agent. He's everybody's oh, agent. I didn't know that. Yep. He's the most powerful man in college football. But like when it started like rumbling, I have a buddy who's an Ohio State fan and he likes in. I'm like, I was like, I don't I don't see him leaving Notre Dame right now to like to go to like I I just didn't it didn't make sense to me. It didn't really fit anything to me like i didn't i don't know i just it's kind of blindside i guess to really everybody um and he's like no, no like lsu's a much better job than notre dame and then i was proven wrong and <laughs> in very short in very short order well, how about Kelly me last was, night I'll worry about the Notre Dame job when the Notre Dame job's open. Right. Like eight seconds later, the Notre Dame job's open. That was like, Way to go, asshole. <laughs> that, that was good because, yeah, but, but you know, in, in, in true Chad fashion, you're like, and hey, raised. Wrong. That one's that's on me. me. Yep. I, I heard bad. that one. That's I'll, my bad. Oops. That's what people, people don't understand. I'll take the L. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no problem taking the L when I deserve the L. I deserve the L for that one. I was being a smart ass 
and it smacked me in the face real quick. Yes, yes. It well, did. I mean, sometimes yeah. you're the bug, sometimes you're the windshield. It's true. Like it, it, and it, I mean, it's it really it just didn't it didn't make a whole lot of sense, and then it rapidly became one of those things from like. Oh, maybe this is like some leverage to get, you know, a bigger Notre Dame contract. And then it was very clear, like, no, like he is in fact not going to. And then he sent a text message and God bless whichever one of those players leaked that out. Right. God bless. That gave us the limitless love, (laughs) the, the limitless love quote. That's a beautiful alliteration. And I, I would like, I would like a T-shirt that just says "Limitless Love." In we can make you know, one. In oh. no, Notre maybe, Dame, script. maybe the maybe the new sponsor of the BBP mailbag could make a "Limitless Love" T-shirt. That's a fair. That's, that's foreshadowing for Monday night, next Monday night. Can't Uh-oh. wait. We we might we're we're adding a sponsor a week. <laughs> oh. Big things. Can't wait for this one to get the next one. How about how much of an asshole I am? I called him Delco Transmission. All Listen, all you know, I was I know, wondering about that when I was listening this morning. Like, yeah, I, it's Danco. Danco. I, I know people it's on Danco. the board were, were trying to say that you all were saying, for the record, I didn't say Delco or Danco or anything. I was like, Same. I don't know which one it is. Stay <laughs> down. It's Danco. I just look, as we hit record last night, Brian Kelly took the LSU job. Well, my brain was as far from like dialed into that, and I, and I apologize to our guys at Danco Transmission, and, Joe Stewart. All, I'm sorry. I was going to say, in all fairness, if you want to just drop that right here at just a free promo for him, right? Now, <laughs> just making up as we have two thirds of the BVP here. I could do it for you. Uh, Danco Transmissions in Fairfield mentioned the Bearcat Bounce. You could save ten dollars on your next oil change. Or service, any service. Or service, any, yeah. All right, good job, Ed. Good job, Ed. That's that's maybe the best read you've ever done. Unbelievable. Mm, I have what no just words. Happened. That's Ed being that's, Ed. Actually, that's, that's the moose humping the, <laughs> the, the farmer's farmer Ed's playing with his new toys. So you got new toy? Did you did you upgrade, Ed? Did you upgrade your service? We upgraded tonight. Yep. I like it. I like it. I think. We're we're also going to be migrating to SoundCloud, so you're going to be able to watch Streamyard. Uh, Streamyard, I'm sorry, Streamyard. You're going to be able to watch the uh, the BBP and the BCJ podcast and this podcast and our fourth podcast. Fourth, we're getting a fourth Ooh. in the family. Anything you want to drop on that? Or are we just keeping it just all up in the air right now? Mm, for right. now, mm. all right. For right. now, I've got a title sponsor. I've got a host. Ooh. Okay. Very good. Very good. S- spicy, like like, <laughs> like Sprite, like, for like McDonald's. Sprite. Like McDonald's Sprite. I have, God, I hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Michael Ewing did have a comment earlier. He said he went to the ECU game in Greenville. Very few Bearcat fans compared to Pirates fans, but it was awesome. First Bearcats game ever. Every cheer I made for Cincinnati was met with dirty looks. Um, Evans, or I'm sorry, Greenville. I did it again. You're still calling uh, it again. It's fine. Uh, Greenville is is not a place where people generally look on the on the schedule to circle a game to travel to, especially in the a, day after Thanksgiving. Well, it, it was the day after Thanksgiving. 
And it was the fact that you already had Indiana. You already had uh, Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. There, there was, there were certainly some travel games. Uh, you, you also had uh, the, the South Florida Tampa game. Um, even the, uh, the new Orleans game would have been some, some better destination spots than Greenville. So there is in November, the day, the day after, after Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. And, and not 3 30 in the afternoon, say, not even like a night game. It, it was a three 30 afternoon. You would have had to like leave with the Turkey still digesting. Justin drove Williams drove with his dad. They Ooh. drove there and back. He must have really wanted quality time with his dad. That's a drive. That, but that, like, I, I let me tell you this: if you get a chance to do something like that, and your dad is down, do it. I agree. Oh, yeah, do for it sure. all day. I agree. I, I did. I did the Orange Bowl with my dad via car. Yeah. Twenty hours there, twenty hours back, and the ride back sucked. Don't get look. The ride back sucked. <laughs> But the ride there, like you, you know, you get through Atlanta. We were, we did it in the middle of the night to get through Atlanta, so we didn't have to deal with Atlanta traffic. And by the time we got to like Jacksonville to go down the east coast of Florida, the sun was coming up. So we just drove down the coast of Florida for like ten hours. It was awesome. That, that is awesome. Coming home, so <laughs> every time. So hey Ed, can so you bad. can you drop that top twenty five up again? If you if you could, um, yeah, give me a second. So, Chad, how disrespected do you feel that Houston was coming in after moving up from number twenty four with only one loss, and that one loss coming the very first week, as we talked about last night? I said that they're coming into Cincinnati. Obviously, Danny Holgerson's already feeling disrespected that it's not at a neutral site. I think we dwelt on that topic plenty last night on the BBP, but. How disrespectful do you think they feel at this point with only one loss? You have all these three and four lost teams around them. And here they are having only lost their very first game and only moving up from that 24 spot to that 21 spot. I'm sure they're disrespected. I'm sure they feel slighted, disrespected, but that they've been disrespected for weeks. three weeks now. Right. Like, so, yeah, I, I don't, I mean, this is a championship game, man. Like, disrespect over where you're at in the CFP rankings uh, isn't like, that's not a factor on the field. Like that's not giving you an edge over Cincinnati. Right. Sure. I get where you're coming from. Like they're going to certainly be playing with the chip on their shoulder. Right. But I, I just don't think it gives them even, a, you know, what's the, what's the significant advantage that gives them over, Cincinnati. Well, I guess I'm also upset for them in that. Sure. Now we have to worry about Oklahoma State having a top 10 team two weeks in a row as you had an inflated Oklahoma, by my opinion. And now Baylor coming in with two losses there at number eight. Um, you know, it's just it seems wacky to me that everybody shits on the Big 12, says they're, you know, the weakest of the power five. I'm looking at you, Pac-12. You should not be pointing fingers at anyone. Um, right. And also the ACC with Clemson in a down year, we've seen that literally, I mean, Wake Forest emerged. Come on, man. All the way back and watch, watch those, those shows. Um, we, we talked about how they were propping. Hi, Ed. Uh, I'm back. The guys, the, the, the teams back. that they wanted to prop up and the conferences they wanted to prop up by, by sliding teams 
all out of whack from like, I mean, if you look at the, the AP and the coaches poll, and then you look at that initial CFP and it, it's like people are watching different games. But we broke it down and we discussed why they I don't, are, I don't think they're why, actually watching. I still don't believe they're actually watching the games. I mean, that that's also up for debate. Um, so uh, yeah. Okay. No, I guess Wake Forest is at 16. Who moved back up to 11? Who's at 11 now? Baylor. Michigan State. Or Michigan State. How are they at 11? Trash. You want me to do my Pac-Man take on these rankings? Well, let's talk about about (laughs) how how Utah must feel after they they put a whooping on Oregon, who was, what, three at the time? Yeah. Yep. And they've moved up like four spots total since then. They do have three losses, though. How high are you going to put a three-loss team? Well, who knows? I yeah, mean, they're, they're putting all... You know, they're moving everybody else up. I mean, Oregon lost to Stanford, who only has three wins. <laughs> Stanford <laughs> has fair. literally not won a game <laughs> since they beat Oregon. <laughs> it's their last win. Uh, unreal. So, like, uh, I mean, it's if you want to look at stuff like that... It, it, you know, you look at a, a team like Georgia who has no losses, so like I have no complaint with where they're at. Michigan, okay, they they lost to, to Michigan State, but then they did just And Oklahoma has two losses to two top ten teams in Oklahoma State and Baylor. If I'm not mistaken, I think and, and they're yeah, 14. Oklahoma lost to Baylor. And they're fourteen, but Ohio State's still sitting pretty at seven. And they have a loss to what number ten Oregon and number two Michigan. Uh, number and yeah. So two top ten I losses mean, there. Yeah, that's those are quality losses, man. Quality losses are important, guys. Like, and then what's they, more they, important than a quality loss in this system? They, the then they crazy. they still don't manage to jettison Texas A and M out of the top twenty five after they lose to LSU. I know we already talked about that, but trash. You Absolute got them garbage. Four loss. Trash. So stupid. Like, like, and what? How many losses does SMU have now? Like three. Three. So it'd be a SMU stretch to did put that to themselves, man. Yeah. Yep. What? What the Memphis one? Like that can't happen. I mean, Cle- Clemson. Clemson has three losses as well. Yep. Yeah. Welcome back, Clemson. Yeah, they they they, they, they come back in. Can't leave them out for too and long. Can we can we get can we get audio of the Welcome Back Cotter theme song with the new with the new toys? I think that would fit for you. Like we tease him a lot because we got him on the spot. Welcome back for every time that you like freeze and go away. Yeah, we can work on that for next week. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But um, I mean, it it comes down to obviously there there are very large implications that are gonna roll out the over what I get. Well, the PAC 12 championship is on Friday. That's not really going to have any implications as far as who, who gets in. And then, you know, hopefully Oklahoma state loses at noon on Saturday. So we don't have to worry about that. Um, I wish they would have pushed the AAC game back at the, like, you know, seven 30. So it could be a true nip at night. Instead, we get another nip slip. Rock hard. Nip. Aaron. 
Are you trying? Aaron's trying to make the nip slip a thing. <laughs> I mean, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. It's like just a little peek at nip at night. It's fine. Um, well, no, it's it's a like. Here's the thing. It's a hard. sneaky nip at night because it starts during the day, right? Yeah, and then it and you're not anticipating nip at night, and then you come out at halftime, boom, nip at night. Cold. I just want I I really really want the head to toe black uniforms. You have to. You have all, to. I hope, all I hope, black everything. Uh, all black head to toe. Let's just do it. I would I wouldn't even be upset if they came out with some throwback with the throwback UC helmets. The ones with the the U and the C. Chad's like walking away yelling trash. 17 feet away from wherever <laughs> his mic is right now. It's fantastic. Um so you know we have the, the matchups here this weekend and where Jeff do you well while we have Ed actually doing audio with us, um where Ed do you think that UC is going to end up falling after this championship and like do you think it's going to be where they I mean think... landing where are they going to land yeah I mean yeah it's... let's not use that other word yeah I don't that's 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 on me right is that what we're doing that yeah you just yeah, gotta you, right, like, you gotta do this like point thing it's on I think me. that it's on me it's on me it's fine um what what you got Ed you think they're gonna stay at four <laughs> Put this back up. I think they stay at four, yes, but I... you can see it. There's make... there's some things I guess that depend on it. Uh... Well, absolutely. Um, it depends on where Alabama drops if they lose to Georgia. It depends on if Iowa knocks out Michigan. It depends on if Baylor knocks out Oklahoma State. Right, but I still have it in my head that somehow they're going to screw us out of it. So I'm trying to like figure out how they're going to screw us out of it. I just gave you literally all the opportunities they had. If there's Oklahoma- gonna be a different way. There's gonna be like a Cincinnati way they screw us out of it. Like, they're like, <laughs> oh well, um, you know, this happened. So there was there was talk about Luke Fickle leaving, and so now the players uh, just really don't believe in him. So we're we're gonna take him out because there's no way. It'd be something that'd stupid. Be, that'd be asinine. Um, or 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 like, uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't I don't know another way. What you got, Jeff? I don't know another way. So, uh, I've got some questions that I I don't I don't know that. Okay, we know Georgia's defense is really good, correct? Right? I mean we we saw it we we saw it last year, um, and we've by the seen way, it I think year. I read this week that they had thirteen. I think somebody somebody was thirteen starters out. You can't seventeen starters out. However, you can't, you can't talk to like already? like out of nowhere. Like like after the game after the game in January, like they were even like leading up to the game, there were like interactions with Georgia fans that I had on like Twitter and things were were like cordial and yeah, whatever like. There have been some Georgia fans crawling out of the woodwork to say some really ridiculous stuff. Like thirteen. Like, no, you like, have like one down. guy. Like one guy was like basically saying that they had to go get like a bunch of kids from like a local Georgia high school to play uh, to field a team <laughs> against UC. It was just ridiculous the things that I've been seeing on Twitter, and like Unreal. I started to like you know try to tell them like no, like you know. 
they they were missing probably a couple more guys than UC, but you know UC was also missing like some All Americans and then an offensive lineman that got ejected and you know like all these guys minus Sauce who will end up in the NFL, but the the rest of them have all played in the NFL this year. Um, so like you know UC was missing some people. It wasn't like they were missing you know the one guy's like oh they were just missing a quarterback that entered the transfer portal. No, that, that was not the only person that wasn't playing for UC that day. Like, I, I don't understand why you want to like minimize James anyway. Wiggins, Defoe, so Sauce. You know, just all Americans and all conference players. Right? Yeah. You, I Mike mean, it Warren. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, 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 you can't. You can't talk about that. Um. So out the Alabama Georgia game, from what I've seen from Alabama, at least I I don't think Georgia is gonna. Jared, Jared Dokes, not Mike Warren. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, right. I, I don't think that that Georgia should lose that game. So I think we can hopefully put that to rest. Um, I don't, that's probably a, a prime time, like 7:30 game. I mean, it? it's also basically it is. Uh, but no, actually, it goes up against us. Uh, Georgia and Alabama goes up against us in that uh, four o'clock spot. Okay. Um, one's on NBC and we're on ABC. Um, but Georgia's. Did you guys not hear me when I walked away? I mean, no, we, we heard hear you. you like say like uh, uh, <laughs> but no uh georgia I, I, they're playing in atlanta again so yeah you're, yeah, you're they... basically having a home game for all of athens just migrating to atlanta and i i don't think alabama is going to fare well i i think they'll mm-hmm. have they'll have a cheering section but they are not going to be the overwhelming presence there i mean i know it's a neutral site but i don't think the bulldogs especially sitting at number one are going to allow that to be a neutral site and then you got michigan iowa which it way it, better matchups than it would have been ohio state yeah i i think i think ohio state probably would have been just fine there right i think like they dog walked them so I don't. I think the Iowa Michigan game is, is almost a toss up. Uh, how that could go? Obviously, it would benefit UC greatly if, if Iowa can knock off Michigan. How far do they drop? Depending on how much they get beat by and other games that go on around them. And then you got, Michigan's out if they lose, right? And then you've got then you've got you know UC Houston and Houston Mich- is number twenty one, huh? Michigan's uh, favored ten and a half points right now, and seventy six point five by ESPN's FPI. And, and that's so a that neutral means they have game to win by in, ten in or less, right? That that means that if no, ten or more, ten or more, damn it. Well, eleven or more if it's ten and a half. Well, yeah. yeah. So then, then obviously we can skip Alabama because they're playing Georgia. Houston's Ed, got Houston. Let, let's Ed. if you're favored by ten and a half, okay. That means the other team starts the game ten and a half to nothing. Oh, so that you makes have more to sense make now. Make up the ten and a half. That makes more as, sense now. I'm glad. I'm glad as, we, as, we got some common ground on that. That makes more sense now. <laughs> yeah. And then we've got our game, which is no doubt a a must win. Like you see, just I mean they they have to win it. I I don't know that they have to win by. 30 or 40 There's no points. Style like, points. Like, it just meant. Not, not according to Joey Galloway. Yeah. But, uh, Joey Galloway did again say that UC was going to need style points. I don't. I mean, we hate style points well, here at, at PTP. Okay. Here's, and, what, here's, here's where Joey Galloway's right. 
if Alabama, Michigan, and Oklahoma State win, we're going to be sweating at noon on Sunday. Yes. Sweating. We already knew so, that. Though. That's not news. Okay, but but here's where he's right. If Cincinnati wins that game by 30, how are you going to jump – or how are you going to drop them out, right? If they I win the think... game – if they win the game by, by four – then it's gonna it's gonna be a sweat on Sunday, like a big sweat, big big sweat. So in that scenario, he's right. If the other three things all happen, Alabama wins, Michigan wins, Oklahoma State wins, we're gonna be uncomfortable Sunday at noon, unless they. Well, the thing is, even if they blow Houston out, we're still gonna be sweating. Sweating. Right, right, because that because then they're gonna they're gonna bring in the fact that you've got, but but what would make that even more ridiculous is then you would have a Georgia team who undoubtedly has been number one all year, right, and right. hasn't lost yet, and so okay, so they lose in the SEC championship. I just I hate the idea that a team can be in the top four in the CFP without being their conference champion. I just hate that idea. I, I do too. I yeah. Money, money talks. Right. I, I mean, I, I get Ohio why, done it. and I understand why, and I, I see these things, but like Georgia's not falling out with one loss. Like they're not. What? Let me put it to you this way. Let Let's say, let's say Michigan beats Iowa by like thirty five. Alabama smokes Georgia. Let's you know. Let's say they hold them to like three points, and you know they score like I don't know fifty. That's not happening with their. Defense. Well, I, I realize I, that. Go on. Uh, I'm just saying for if we're gonna hypothetical, if, if we're gonna live in the land of make believe right now, let, let's talk about it. Is there any way that Georgia falls out if Alabama just absolutely mops the floor so. with them? I don't think so. They've been that far ahead as the number one team all year long. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. So the, like the farthest they like, okay. Ohio state got dominated by Michigan. Right. And they fell to seven from two to seven. I Georgia has been so good the entire time. I can't see them falling any farther than four. Well, and we brought even this, if Alabama beats the shit out of them. We brought this up earlier, Chad. Um, when Alabama lost to an unranked at the time Texas A&M, they only dropped to six, and Ohio State lost to number ranked, five, ranked Michigan, and drops to seven on the road in a rivalry game. How are you justifying Alabama only dropping to six when you lose to an unranked team that early in the season, even if you were number two? Because they're Alabama. It's dog shit. It's dog shit, but at that point in time, the reality is, like, Alabama over the past month has shown us who that team is. At the time, they hadn't shown us. I mean, I think, what, they had the, the close game of Florida at that point in time. Yeah. They, they and the got loss to Texas Florida. A&M. But we didn't know Florida was trash at that point in time. And they're still getting the benefit of the doubt for being Alabama. I don't like yeah. it. 
I, I don't like it either, but guess what, Aaron? I know. I if, just... if UC had the most dominant decade run in the history of college football, we would be pissed when they didn't get the benefit of the doubt. I'm just glad that we're not those fans yet. Yet. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, love it. but then you get to UC, and obviously UC's got to take care of business against, against Houston, and then mm-hmm. Oklahoma State and Baylor, which well, so- is probably – the biggest toss-up of all of them. So back to the question I asked 15 minutes ago, it feels like at this point. Where do you see Cincinnati landing? When I, all- I think I think when this all shakes out, mm-hmm. UC's three. I think that's probably where UC goes. Okay. Because so we- if if Michigan wins... So we're going to Dallas. Okay. So if, if Michigan Ar- wins... Arlington, I'm sorry. If Michigan wins, they stay at, at two, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is assuming Alabama loses. Mm-hmm. UC moves up, mm-hmm. and then if Oklahoma State wins, they move up. I I, I think that they're going to play that card and keep Notre Dame out, uh, regardless. Obviously, they don't have they don't have a game to to play this weekend right. to show anything additional. Um, and Alabama out. I mean, who else? I mean, I guess then you're looking at if if a Baylor team. Beats Oklahoma State, you know, Ole Miss doesn't play, Ohio State doesn't play, Notre Dame doesn't play. Is there a path that Baylor jumps from nine up to you know four no. and no. skips skips all? So they at that point then they have to move a a non-playing team, an idle team, as it were, without a coach. <laughs> but or, see, I don't think I, I think Ohio that they. State. I think then that they move Ohio State. Yeah. I, I don't Because Ohio think, State's only two losses are to Michigan and to Oregon. And I think I think honestly, I the only way that they let's say that little scenario I just played out happens, the only way that they allow Notre Dame to move up into the CFP is if Notre Dame has named a coach and it's an internal candidate. To keep so that they can say that the flow of you know the continuity of the program is still there, you know there's no big shakeup within the coaching staff. It's you know business as usual without the right. the game manager, the program manager, whatever you know, whatever you want to call what Brian Kelly does because he's not a a player's coach, and that was brought up a lot last night too. The CEO of the program isn't there but you know the new one is and his well, name is marcus freeman i'll say the way the way that the only way that i think that we get in is at number four i don't think they're gonna there's a shot in hell that they put us any higher than four i think that it, they're going to be forced to put us at four uh due to whatever happens this weekend um i know that the which game is it um, one of them i think it's i think it's baylor no we talked about the spread on that one right that was ten and a half uh one of them was only five and a half. That's probably the Oklahoma State Baylor game. Ten and a half was uh, Michigan Iowa. Then yeah, it was yeah, Oklahoma State of... Baylor game. That Can you hear me now? The yeah. audio is kind of strange, and it sounds like I'm trying to mess going... with these AirPods. I'm trying to mess with. I'm using the AirPods on a laptop. It sounds like something's going through a dryer cycle. To be completely honest with you, how about now? Nothing changed. Is that better. Um, but in any case, yeah, I mean, so if, oh, well, if I, can't use, I can't use the AirPod microphone, 
I can use the earphones. Yeah. But the AirPod microphone doesn't work. Horrible. Well. It's no, Apple. We, we... Okay, Ed. It's settle Apple. Down. Settle Apple. down. Apple. You're right, Ed. Anyway, um, no, AirPods, anything wireless trying to do a podcast of any sort is going to have horrendous audio. Um, no, I, on the, I, I've done the last like three podcasts on my AirPods iPad with the AirPods. Interesting. And it's been fine. But taking the AirPod, Air, AirPods into PC, not so much. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a shot in hell that they allow Cincinnati to move past that four spot, regardless of whatever outcomes shake so out. You're, so you're saying. That if Oklahoma State loses, they jump us. If if they lose, no. If Oklahoma State beats Baylor, they jump us. Uh, if they lose, if Alabama loses, I, I just then you're gonna move. You're gonna no. I use, think I, you're gonna jump UC with an idle team. I I don't know that they're going to put Cincinnati any higher than four. I think they're because I, then, I, they don't want to let us. They don't. They don't want to let us even into the the club. We got in because we had the hot girl. They want. They believe that we'll get curb stomped by Georgia, so they they want UC to play Georgia. Correct. I get what he's saying. Like well, they don't. I, they don't want us in their club at but all. Wait, you, you think that there is a way that they can say that an idle team that is, let's say, I don't think Oklahoma State's spots, gonna lose the two spots behind them. I I don't think Oklahoma I, State's. I, lose. I can see them jumping jumping UC with yes. Oklahoma State. Unless like UC absolutely blows out Houston and is like, and you know what I mean? Like, truthfully, I wouldn't be shocked if this was the year that we saw the first two lost team in Alabama gets the four spot and Cincinnati is left out. No, I hope that's not the case because you not really not not from three man. If they wanted to do that, they would have put Alabama at two and Michigan at three. So you gave some space. If Cincinnati wins. Alabama loses. There's no way Alabama's in over Cincinnati. They can't justify it. I hope not. They couldn't justify moving a, an idle team above UC either. I hope not. I I, I hope when, I'm very, I hope I'm very wrong. Win and have any of the three things happen. Michigan, Alabama, Cincinnati. Oklahoma State lose. Yeah, one of the three. As long as one of the three lose and Cincinnati wins, Cincinnati's in. If the all only... three win, we're going to be sweating on Sunday. That's 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 the that's how that's it. Well, I'm I'm very much looking forward to this game against Houston with Dana Holgerson already bitching about the unfair advantage that Cincinnati has hosting the game. <laughs> Um, obviously he's got to be, he knows he's coming to get his whooping. He also has to be happier than a pig in shit with everything going on right now that Cincinnati has going on with Luke fickle and the distraction that is going on with Luke fickle and Cincinnati and all of that to where like even Des Ritter is being asked ridiculous questions by members of Cincinnati's media who will remain, remain nameless. I just, I don't like when, when people play that game with, with the kids, especially, I guess, but I I think UC's in a kind of in a, a spot though with the amount of seniors that they have and the experience yeah. that's there and the you know I mean you you've got guys that are going into their like fifteenth year of college they're gonna be all right <laughs> like it, it's all good it's all good that they're gonna be able to you know 
I think they'll be They found ways to win all year. Even even if you go back, if you go back to like when Brian Kelly left here and the night that he left, he uh Marty Gilliard was beside himself. Right. We all remember the, the the quick interview he did where he's like, I went in and they're like, well, what did he say? And he said, I heard enough. Like I went in, he said he was going to Notre Dame. I walked out. Uh, I got seashells go and all. I got I got to go take care of these. And then when they interviewed him again at the sugar bowl, you know, he was a little more toned down. He was like, I might've like flown off the handle a little bit there. Like Good old Marty. he's got to, you know, he's got to take care of his family, whatever. Like I think these guys, these guys are, beyond that um to the point where they they'll be all right they can kind of box that out they know that if they win on on saturday take care of business they've got a shot at doing something that you know a no other uc team has really done and no other group group of five team has ever done i hate that thing too but whatever Ooh, the, the forecast has changed for saturday guys have you seen this no, it's gonna be cold. Snow game, fifty degrees, sunny, rain. Oh. a few clouds, northwest or north winds, five to ten miles an hour. All right, it sounds yeah. like a delightful day in Nippert Stadium for a, a nice little nip slip. If, hard no, if, if, if Cincinnati loses Saturday, they are out of the New Year's Six. Who who Out. slides? Who, the who highest get, rated conference champion in the G five. Oh, it's got to be conference champion for the G five spot. Yes. Now, I guess there's an opening where Cincinnati could get an at large, but those at large spots are limited. I mean, so it would be tough because there is BYU. a path. Because what BYU is also well, I guess they're independent, BYU's so they not don't count. Yeah, they're independent, so they well, don't count. they're not in the conference. So to get the G five spot, the G five spot is the highest rated Group of Five conference champion. If Cincinnati loses, they would not be a, a, a Group of Five conference champion. They would not be eligible for the G five spot. They could get in as an at large. They, I guess. Probably, I mean, it would depend on how far they drop. I mean, if Ohio State dropped after losing to Michigan to number seven, I think they would. But Aaron, you're dealing with guaranteed spots, so you're there's no, only my, my the point, at large spots are very limited. I understand. My point of of dropping Cincinnati is they're going to boot us all the way back to like 15 or something. We're not going to be one of the at large teams. I I don't think. Yeah, Houston's Houston's now ranked high enough. Like you're you're not sending Cincinnati from four to 15. You got to take your tin foil. Is that hat made of tin foil? No, it's. I mean, it was. It was one of the ones from the Pardon the Punctuation uh, Apparel website, which you can find on our Twitter handle. But PTP Cincy. Okay. Did you did you put tin foil on the inside of that hat? No, it's a trucker hat. You'd be able to see it. Not really from that angle. Like I think that it's there fine. could still be tin foil inside there. No way, man. No way. 
you are all in on the conspiracy theory. Well, I'm a, I'm a conspiracy theorist at heart anyway, so that should surprise right. no one who actually knows me. Um, is what it is. So, outside of that, I mean, I don't know that there's anything else that I want to cover with Cincinnati because I feel like it's literally all I've been doing is refreshing Twitter all day, all day. I did see trade? that uh, Dick Vitale is pushing for Marcus Freeman to be the next coach at Notre Dame. So we got I mean, that, that going for us. That, that that's that's like a, a big thing. A lot of these, like you got recruits that are saying it. You got you know, apparently it's a, a pretty big push internally. Uh, was it Jack Collinsworth tweeted? I've out been for, liking any yeah. player who has a picture with Marcus Freeman. Just making sure to hit that like on Freeman Twitter. era. All day. Let's let's go. Let's go. Every player with their picture with Marcus Freeman. I mean, and then I, I, I did Aaron. see I I did see like somebody maybe it was Aaron was was saying that he thought that you know Marcus Freeman would be you know the guy up there that would still recruit and hang out and and basically keep. I don't see Marcus Freeman being a guy that wants to sit around and keep somebody else's seat warm, uh, in, in South Hell Bend. No. Oh, know, I never like, said that. Maybe it wasn't you then. No, I, was talking I think to somebody that was like keeping, adamant. He's the one keeping the recruits there. If he stays, like right, well, but he would have to yeah. be staying there as was, the head coach. He wouldn't be. I was staying going back DC. and forth with somebody, and I just said I, I don't see Marcus Freeman as being somebody at this point in his career, uh, sitting around keeping a seat warm for somebody else uh, to then you know kind of reprise his role. I I also don't think you know. That he he would go to LSU with Brian Kelly to be a defensive coordinator and get paid a, a bunch of money if let's say Luke Fickle then ends up at Notre Dame, right? And well, the head coaching spot opens up I said, here. I said this on the radio today, Jeff. I have had this conversation with Marcus Freeman. He wants to be a head coach. That's what I, I mean. He, he it was pretty he, clear he did, when like, he was here that he loves being a defensive coordinator. Unequivocally, the guy's goal is to be a head coach. And I can say that as someone who had Marcus Freeman tell me his desire at this point in his career is to be a head coach. That's not speculation. That's not like hearsay. That's not I heard from somebody who heard from. I talked to Marcus Freeman and Marcus Freeman told me I want to be a head coach. Like ASAP. So if I'm wrong on that, then Marcus Freeman's a liar. That's not my fault. (laughs) 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 Um, I, I think it's interesting that Ohio State fans are starting to chirp too, saying that uh, Ohio State needs to drop the bag and and bring Marcus Freeman on board as the uh, highest paid DC in the country. They, they they've certainly had some struggles there, so that would be extra interesting. I don't know. I I, I would honestly like at this point. I, I think I would be surprised if we go through this weekend without Notre Dame making a move, making a move of some I sort, agree. and whether that is. Coming after after Luke, uh, with really regardless of what happens. I mean, you still have uh, to win. If it, I don't know, man, you you talked about the seniors and everything. You got thirty seniors on this team. They all came back 
for Luke. And if they win on Saturday, there's no way he gives up on those 30 seniors, just knowing the kind of character that he is. Like, I certainly don't think he's not cut from the same cloth as one Brian Kelly. Hell no. <laughs> hell no. So in any and, case, and like we started out when, you know, Chad said from the, the start, when he posed the question, you know, would, would Brian, you know, we, everybody likes to ask the question all the time. Like, you know, if that, if that pass in the was it Texas? I don't even know who Texas in Nebraska was Texas Nebraska. If that if that ball you know hangs up for an extra second and now UC is in the national title game, Brian Kelly was still gone. Yeah, and probably before the national title game. It's just gross. It's just gross. So since we last talked, um, we were coming off the win against Illinois as we did our live stream. Uh, watching the Arkansas, Arkansas. Game Arkansas yeah. in a heartbreaker loss as they just kind of, I mean, they just kind of fell off at the end. Yeah, kind of ran out of steam. They did. Uh, but Monmouth on Saturday, did you guys watch the game? Um, yes. I did not. You were working. Ed, what were your thoughts watching the game on Saturday? Uh, there's... So if you remember last week, I said uh, I was not really concerned about the Xavier game after beating Illinois. <laughs> I might have a little concern again. Uh, it did not seem like Victor had picked up much. Davenport still struggling, although he had, what, six points, something like that. He's still that's struggling. Not all, huh? That's not an all, though. I mean, that's, six is not good. Yeah, yeah. Um, free throws, they're struggling as well, but that's been a Bearcat thing for years. Um it didn't seem like a clean game the whole game. It just did not seem like they ever, you know how in Illinois we went on drives and, and, and stuff. We never went like on a drive. It felt like it, we went on droughts, droughts. Exactly. Is what we went on. I thought they yeah. had a, I, th- I thought I read that they had like a 26 to three run or something crazy in the middle of the game. And then that was like it. Is that not um, right? There was, I'm I was looking at something on. I had an alert on my phone. What'd you say? You uh, see, then the UC Monmouth game. I thought I thought UC did go on like like a, a pretty substantial run, kind of like in the middle of the game. That could be wrong. Like I said, I didn't get. No, a chance I mean, to watch the game. I don't know what the actual run was. It was it was bad. Uh, Cincinnati only scored like one point in seven minutes. I think was the actual at one point. Like I said, they went on complete droughts. Um, and Ed was bringing up free throw percentage. Um, I know I talked about it last night on the BVP. BBP, but uh, nine of 20 from free throw for the game in the second half, I believe it was one for 10. And you, I mean, or maybe it was either one or one of 10 or two, two of 10. I don't recall off the top of my head. Um, but that's horrendous, absolutely horrendous. Uh, they finished four of 28 from three. Um, I know you said Davenport had six points, he did on two of 10 shooting, 0 for six from three. That's again, not, not good. Um, they, it, they just seem sluggish. And I don't know if that had to do with the fact that Madsen got the start at the three because Newman was injured. Um, it's just, uh, not what you want to see. I know it was Wes Miller's younger brother probably playing and, and trying to get his team hyped up for uh, a little bit of a, uh, chip on their speaking, shoulder. Like speaking of which all the height genes 
I don't know really what went. happened. I, I I don't know, and I wish Chad was here. <laughs> I know he had to he had to go make sure Kelly was good. Um, but I, I I don't know if they're actually full blood brothers or if it's a a half brother or step brother type thing. Um, because I I didn't see. And I'm not actually sure if that uh-huh. if if his brother is uh really like actually that tall or if it's just because he was standing next to Wes. I don't I don't know. Um. Yeah. I mean, it was. <laughs> It it was it was interesting. Feels like you're reaching see. on that one. He, I mean, he's six ten. I'm looking it up right now. He's listed as six ten and two thirty. Uh, so he is what I would consider tall. Yeah, two inches shy of, of that seven foot mark. Um, yeah, Cincinnati's going to get their uh, their their the, just the doors blown off of them if they play the way they did uh, Saturday against Xavier. Um, they. After the game, Wes Miller did. Uh, he was on the uh, the show on uh, seven hundred, as he always is, and he he took the blame. He said yeah. this this one's on me, and this is my fault. I didn't have the guys prepared enough. Um, I, I said it again last night on the BBP, but you can't you can't use that excuse really more than than once, maybe twice in a season. Like you you just you played that card, so you got to make sure that you have the guys ready to go or you got to figure out what the hell you're going to say when you realize like maybe your team isn't what you thought it was. I I would, I don't think that's the case because obviously you didn't see that happen against Illinois. They figured out a way to be one of the best players in the country. You you didn't see that really happen against against Arkansas Arkansas either. Um, I I think, you know, obviously I didn't watch the game. Um, I, I heard from box, a lot of box people, score, who, Jeff. What you got? Yeah, I heard from a lot of people who were, you know, who were watching it that were sending me messages and kind of keeping me updates and stuff like that. Um, it just, it, it seems like you know when when this team got put together, um, we all kind of expected things like this to happen, right? Like that they were going to struggle here and there, maybe struggle against teams they shouldn't. We wouldn't think that a UC team would would struggle against or a team that they won't struggle against once West Miller gets all of his pieces in place and everything's running and, and gunning but then we saw we we started off 5 and 0 and we beat an Illinois and you know yeah Georgia's picked to be at the bottom of the barrel in the SEC whatever we beat a Georgia we beat an Illinois we go toe to toe with Arkansas so and you- and we're all on this upswing of like Oh my God! Like they, they might actually be like a whole lot better than you know we thought. Maybe you know they're gelling like right now, and then maybe there's this game pops up against Monmouth, and they they you know they lay an egg and uh, end up losing by two, and and that sucks. Uh, but it's kind of one of those growing pains things that's going to happen uh, when you are a, a new coach putting in a brand new system with essentially a whole bunch of new guys yeah well i mean you have miami who's five and one tomorrow uh in millet hall at the university of or miami university in oxford um cincinnati right now is only predicted by espn's fpi as a 38.3 percent chance to win um although vegas has the game much closer than that as uh, Cincinnati's favored by two and a half, which is interesting. 
So I don't know. I mean, Miami also has a guy uh, who's averaging 17.8 points a game in Day-Day Grant. So I don't know. I'm a little nervous about this game tomorrow, um, but I think this is a, another good measuring stick game against a, a team that any other year you wouldn't look at this as maybe a, as close a game. But, you know, with Wes Miller kind of rebuilding this team, revamping this team, and still picking up the pieces from the previous regime, uh, it should be very interesting to see what Wes Miller is able to put together and, and run out there tomorrow night. Yeah, I, uh, I'll be interested. Obviously, I'll be watching it. Um, I, I, I think we'll hopefully we'll we'll see it kind of go back towards the the mean of what we've seen so far this year. Uh, obviously, like Mammoth is probably the worst performance thus far, and then you've got like you know the Illinois, Arkansas, other end of things. Hopefully, uh, it, they land somewhere in the middle of that. And they win the game and they can kind of take that momentum forward into uh, the rest of the season. Chad, the rest, uh, of the rest of the month. Chad, you got anything else to add that you didn't say uh, last night on the BBP in regards to the uh, the Miami game this week? Miami is going to be tough. Like like that that this is going to like this is going to be a test of where is this team at? Yeah. Right. Like they're on a two game losing streak. They're on the road. They're playing a team that's pretty good. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not saying Miami's world beaters, but they're pretty good. Mm -hmm. So they're going to challenge you. They're obviously going to look at this game as a chance to make a name for themselves against Cincinnati. So, um, I mean, it's going to be tough. It's definitely going to be a challenge, like it, it, a great challenge, as Butch Jones would say. He said that about every game that he played. <laughs> When UC was the head coach, it was kind of a running joke in the media room uh, that that every game was a great challenge. Um, I, I'm really interested to see how Cincinnati handles this, right? Like, how do they handle the adversity of, like I said on the BBP last night, they played two teams that that realized the scouting report now is out on Cincinnati. If you can equal their toughness, if you can equal their physicality, then you got a chance to beat them. And the last two teams did that. Right. This is not a great offensive team. It is not going to be a great offensive team. There is a reason Westler went out in the 2022 class and recruited scoring ability sure. because he knew – this is not a team with a great deal of just natural ability to score. Which, by the way, the highlights from Josh Reed that came out uh, today, I think I saw him on Twitter, just hitting everywhere. That's going to yeah. be a dude. Yeah. And Daniel Skillings is going to be yeah. a, a dude. That's, that's not even bringing up Dog. Daniel Skillings. <laughs> and, and Sage Tolentino is a guy with offensive skill that can stretch the floor. Dog. Just so, <laughs> like, but but Wes knew, like, what his team needed, and he went out and he got it. But that should also tell you he knew what this team doesn't have. Yeah. What they have is depth and toughness, and they play hard, and they're going to get after you. And if you can match that 
then you're going to present a problem for Cincinnati. So um, Monmouth did that. Arkansas did that. Miami's probably going to do that as well. A couple things. It was a 23 to six run, Jeff. There it is. That they had from the end of the first half into the start of the second half when they took the 12 point lead. And then they went cold. And they did have like a seven minute stretch where they only scored like one point, right? Yeah, when they went cold. Yeah. And Aaron, it is the Danco Transmission BBP podcast. Uh, Check out Danco Transmissions in Fairfield. Uh, Mention the Bearcat Bounce podcast and save $10 on your oil change or service. You can also say BBP uh, as opposed to BCB or whatever you put on Twitter. Stop. It's there in Fairfield, uh, located at the old Ford dealership, uh, just to the left of the bowling alley. Nailed it. Thank you. You've been there, Ed. I've driven past it many times. Uh, are are so, you going to go there for your for your car service needs now? Uh, if I'm in Fairfield, yeah. Okay. So let me let me play devil's advocate and ask you a hypothetical, Chad. <laughs> Let's say that Cincinnati drops this one to Miami, and knowing that you have Xavier looming on the horizon, and knowing how rabid this fan base can be, do you think that after a like? I don't know what's going to happen with with Xavier, but if we did lose to Miami, how quickly do you think people, as 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 welcomed as Wes was, and how we all talked about how much we just loved all the moves that he was making, how quickly do you think that this fan base could potentially turn on Wes Miller? I they would be ignorant. They I agree. Ignorant. I agree. I'm I'm not on that bandwagon by any stretch, but we all know how quickly this fan base is to have some type of knee-jerk reaction now i will say that after mick left with the previous regime there was quite a bit of of leash given i just worry that that leash that that was given with that previous regime um, i i just i get nervous that they're going to be on a shorter leash with wes regardless (laughs) of the fact that he has done everything right going into the season uh luke fickle went four and eight in his first year and should have went one and eleven bingo Or as my buddy Kevin would say, 100. Oh. <laughs> it's so happy with all these new little like things he can do. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually really proud of him for that one. Um, <laughs> on, Bearcat, on Bearcat Nation, uh, presented by Bearcat Journal uh, on Facebook, um, I don't know if you saw the the uh the comment earlier this this week from somebody during the the monmouth game asking if uh if kevin johnson was the yes i did see that if if old kj was it was the best option that we had to put in the booth and mel levitt said nope just found that interesting Kevin's fine. They all want that job, man. Yeah. They all want that job. Oh, he he advertised himself on on Twitter today, saying that his his recruitment was open one hundred percent. Kevin Kevin's fine. He needs to stop wearing the the sunglasses rose col- indoors. The rose colored lenses. I don't know if those are transition lenses or what, but <laughs> comment. Uh, but yeah, that. So that, but I love the one hundreds. 
leave leave this comment up here for a second. So, Chad, when you came into the show, this was how in my head before, like if you had been with us right when we launched the show, this was how I was going to ask the most important question of the day. By the time you got in and we're having some issues trying to get signed in, we were already in, in conversation. But the most important question of the day is, what the hell was going on with you and this this CJ from Yahoo who may or may not actually be a Yahoo writer. No, 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 no. He claimed to write for Yahoo for 11 years. He never wrote for Yahoo. It, it's a troll. It's a troll. It's a complete troll. But he's a Corvette owner. What I, I, what I, 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 what I, I guess I want to know what happened on the radio because I wasn't able to listen because I'm two and a half. Oh, I, I just I, like nothing happened on the radio. I just made fun of him. <laughs> the guy literally was like, you're a broke bitch that gets scooped by twenty four the Cincinnati twenty four seven sports site, and I was like, "I'm oh, the man. broke bitch that is the twenty four seven sports site." You fucking clown! I'm scooping myself. Right. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I, look, I, I I know people take me wrong when those things happen, right? They think I'm mad. They think I'm like in my feelings. I'm laughing my ass off at the absurdity, the hilarity of it all. Like, it's the dumbest shit ever. So, all I said was, like, somebody with, you know, he reported the same thing he reported a day earlier with Brian Kelly. Right. Brian Kelly's about to sign a massive it's, extension it's, with Notre Dame. And, the dude's a clout chaser. That's all it is. Yeah. And he clout chased the wrong motherfucker. Corvette, Corvette. Because I clap back. Like, that that's the thing. That those people don't, like, nobody else in the media is like me. There's very few in the media that are like me. Well, because you don't have anyone you report to. I'll clap back. And if 24-7 wants to fire me, that's fine. I'll start my own shit, and I'll clap back from there. <laughs> like, it is, like, I... I, I I've built my place in this market to a point that people trust me. They trust my information. And most of my audience understands that I'm entertaining them. Like we're I'm, I'm using the Twitter machine to make you laugh at work in your Corvette on your house. On in the, the water, he said he lived in the water in LA. On the water, you, I believe. I don't know. Who knows? Whatever you're doing out in LA. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. All I know is I was on the golf course today, so like I didn't have my phone. Like I wasn't really doing a whole lot with that. Like it was, and Aaron called me, and I'm like, I looked down. Like we were heading down. Like I think we had like one or two holes left. And I I sent Aaron a message like. I'm playing golf. Like I'll I'll call you as soon as this is over, unless it's like an emergency, like it's something happening, like that needs to be addressed or something. And uh, I get to my truck, I get to my truck, and I just see this like this is like a ridiculous amount of messages about like, oh man. So I had to go click through like Chad just smacking this kid around for a while. I guess Jeff, your like truck a, like is a, in like Corvette. A, that's that's true. Like uh. Like a domestic cat playing with a ball of catnip. Just knocking it around. Kid playing with Hilarious. So, so here's the hilarious thing. I got to give you guys a visual aid right now, okay? Hold on a second. I love that I can hear everything. So there was so much going on Stop last it, night. 
there was so much going on last night that I was like, I was in for Mo today from three to six. And normally the night before, like when we get done with this, I'll start planning the show for tomorrow because I'm in for Mo tomorrow. Give me a lot of Reds talk because baseball is about to go on strike tomorrow night mm-hmm. or a lockout strike, whatever. And how, nobody here cares. How the hell are you going to do a lot of Reds talk when they've made like a backup catcher move? Because that's my point. Baseball is about to go dead. dead and dead. Cincinnati's like, what? I don't, I, I don't even, I, who cares? And this is a baseball town. We're going to talk a lot of Bengals tomorrow. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Bearcats stuff to talk tomorrow. The Bengals game on Sunday, if you guys want me to hang around, I got lots of thoughts on that. Can't wait. Um, so we won. I, I left I left my my planning sheet for the my rundown for the show blank. Usually what I'll do is I'll just take each like um time slot, give it like a brief headline. And then go into like a, a document on my a word a, a Google Word document on the computer where I go in detail where, where I'm going to go with each segment, right? So I got there and I was having so much fun messing with this jackass <laughs> that I booked Tom Loy, which was an awesome interview, and I had Justin Williams scheduled. Justin just called me. So when I'm done making this point, I'm going to have to pause for a second and call Justin back. So tell him we said hi. Off, can, I'll tell him you said hi. Thank you. Um, Friend of the show, Justin Williams from The Athletic. This, yeah. if you're watching on YouTube, this is what my rundown for a three-hour radio show looked like today because I was having way too much fun clowning someone on Twitter. Are you ready for this? Can't wait. Tom Loy, silly season, <laughs> Jay Will. That about <laughs> it. That's not about it. That is actually it. There's that nothing it. during the entire four o'clock hour. It was was it was it just you and Taryn just listening to music? <laughs> no, so I knew I had some Bengal stuff in my in my head yeah. that like yeah. it didn't make it to this page. Talking about like, are you in? Or do you need a win Sunday to be in? Because yeah. I think that's where most fans are at right now in the Bengals, which we'll get to in a little bit. Like, are you 100% invested in the Bengals? Or do you need to see this Chargers game because of what happened after the Ravens game? So is this where we transition into that? Or do you need to go and call Justin right now? <laughs> you guys can transition into it. I'm, I'm going to go and call Justin. All right. You go call Justin. We'll talk Bengals. But but this what a right hell of a here schedule. is my show prep. <laughs> because, a troll, because a troll tried to clout chase and got smacked down. <laughs> Tom Lloyd. The- repeatedly. Tom Lloyd Why? at 315. Silly season at 330. Jay Will at 515. <laughs> And there's not another single fucking note on this entire notepad. <laughs> I did three hours of radio today off the cuff. I'm so proud of you, Dad. Because that jackass needed to be put in his place. Go make your phone call. We'll, I'll we'll make do... my phone call. I'll be back in a few. We'll do what no. we can to stall. <laughs> All right. So 
as as Chad Get alluded the Corvette to, over there. Jesus. As Chad alluded to, the Bengals played on Sunday. Oh, did they ever. Boy. And it was... I thought the first game against the Steelers was the statement game, and I was I was corrected by... Uh, oh, who's the guy who does the show with... Uh, he, he's still new-ish. Uh, uh, Burleson. Nate Burleson. Um, he said this, this was the statement game. And I kind of disagreed. I kind of oh, disagreed. I 100% disagree. The first game going into going to, Pittsburgh, going yep. to Pittsburgh, going to Baltimore, even, I think was another, another one. statement game. But this was, we've already proven it to you. And now it's our time to smack you around. Because we did. don't believe in you anymore. All these guys are new. Like let's let's go back a couple of years ago when when Cincinnati is kind of like falling into the trap of the the silly shit that the Pittsburgh Steelers do on the field and somehow get away with. By the way, like spitting in people's faces and eye jabs and, and ankle twists, and coaches pulling people's hair and. Injuries on the field, trying to trip people and dive into people's knees, breaking and, linebackers' jaws on blindside hits, um, injuring a punter at one point, like just all the silly shit. Being in your huddle during an injury, well, and so, so, so the Steelers, the Steelers were always able, always able to just continue to like pick and poke and and get. Yeah, in their head, get, they were they were able to get in their head, and then they were able to cause, you know, the the Bengals to implode, whatever you know, have these personal foul penalties because it's always the second person, right? It's always the Every second time. person that gets caught. Um, and since we've brought this up, I, I'll direct it to a, a a perfect play where Chase Claypool is. is <laughs> you know, non-existent in the game. Well, and that play developed a, about two or three plays previous where there's yes. there, there, there some John going back and forth. I think Claypool, you know, he makes a catch. They're down by like a hundred points at this point, And he wants to jaw at like our, you know, Darius Phillips uh, at, at our punt returner, who is also like a fourth or ninth fifth string, string, you know, DB, DB, whatever that's out there. So you make a, you know, you'd go up, you catch with one against him, you know, great whatever you want to jaw at him and then straight up grabs him by the face mask and just throws him into the sideline rips and, his helmet off in the in the process right yep. and and phillips jumps up and goes full bore right at him well and do you and notice who about grabbed four, him? uh chidobi a woozy a woozy a woozy a Yep, that guy yes. so, from the Cowboys. Well, and I think that's an interesting person who grabbed him. And I say that because he is one of the new Bengals who, if you remember, when we talked about him on this show as he was signing, he said, coming from Dallas, of all places, that he was excited to be a Bengal. And that mm -hmm. was all part of the Joe Burrow effect. Like he was, he was not just excited to be a Bengal. He was excited to come to Cincinnati and be a part of the new regime that we were putting in place because we just got crazy with the defensive money that we spent this off season. 
But yeah, we I did mean, it smartly you, signing those tier tier two and tier three guys as opposed to trying to go after one tier one guy and then filling out the rest with tier three and tier four guys. And Eli Apple, you look, you look at him, you look at Apple, you look at, at Awuzie, Hendrickson. Hendrickson. The, these are all guys. Hilton. That, Hilton. God, can't forget him. Pick nope. six Hilton. Picks against know. his former team. Oh man, was that just sweet? That was we can go. We can keep six. getting like pulled off on on all these tangents, but I, I know that it was tweeted out. Uh, I think it was probably Ed that did it from our account. You know, is is Eli Apple the, 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 the most improved? That was me. I mean, he's been he's he's getting he's getting all kinds of props all over the place. I mean, he, he had what his first pick as a Bengal last week against the Raiders, right? Yes. And then this week he did he have another pick this week? He had another pick this week. Yes. And he's he's playing pretty well. Well, considering the fact that he was a first round draft pick uh when he came out of Ohio State mm-hmm. to the Giants and he was cut by the Giants. Like it, it, he was just gone. It wasn't like he they, they just didn't want him anymore. And you bring this, in a it, you bring in a first round talent, and you tap back into that talent. You find a way to motivate him. And by the way, Lou Anarumo was his coach in New York. Who let's let's talk about Lou for a second. Lou's done a hell of a job, considering the the hand that he was dealt when he got here. When you have a skeleton crew of coaches that you've put together because Zach was so late because of the Rams Super Bowl coming in as a head coach and you put together this this coaching staff of of the island of misfit toys essentially the people that nobody wanted because they were all the last ones picked on on the dodgeball line you know what i mean like right uh, not to is... use not to use seven analogies at the same time but <laughs> i mean and you while we're talking about it, like all these things with the Bengals, if you saw the play where TJ Watt, you know, Burrow throws his pick, mm-hmm. TJ Watt, right, right before the uh, the the pick six, actually, right before the pick six, you know, Burrow, they're driving down to do what the what this Bengals team does, which is score points in the last two minutes of the first half. Sure as shit, do. Um, uh, I believe they have 40 points they've scored in the last two minutes of the first half. I think that was I think that was the stat they dropped during the game. I don't during think the that game. counted the pick six. It did. And so, so, so now there we you have go. More. So, so now you, you're up to 47. So you've got that. I personally myself, I thought that this Bengals team was trending in the right direction, right? Obviously with the Burrow decision like okay we're going with joe burrow this is going to be our guy we're going to build around him and and they have but i thought maybe this year and i guess it, it still could potentially you know the cincinnati fan in me like this whole thing's going to fall apart and they're going to lose every game you know from here on out but i don't see that no they're I, I think different that like they I, are I, they just act different like you see like the way that they interact on on twitter the way that they like there's a swagger we've never had here if you see the um the Joe Mixon run where he cut back uh he was he was going to his left he cut back it was like a 32 yard 38 yard run uh 
Chase and Burrow were both running down the field. I don't know. Blocking. That, like, Burrow yeah. didn't get down to block anybody. He was he was a, a couple did. steps behind, but he was coming full speed, and Chase was. And as as uh, Mixon goes out of bounds, Chase was like jumping up and down like a kid in a candy store with like the excitement level. Like you you just don't you don't get and maybe maybe one day it, it rears its ugly head, but I don't see it happening where you know, they're all genuinely excited for each well, other. They just want to win. And they I know- just want to win and they don't care who, you know, gets to wear, you know, the whatever you want to call it, the you know, the the jacket for winning, you know, the game or having the best game. They don't care. They don't care well, who's named as that. And obviously Joe Burrow, we, we talk about the Joe Burrow effect and that's a very real thing. I don't want that to it be is. lost in any of what I'm about to say. But Mixon started this season well even when joe got here he's been just kind of like beating the bengals drum like come on to cincinnati he's uh-huh. recruiting people on twitter for god's sake um you know joe has a game in, in this game he didn't have to do much uh but cincinnati wins 41 10 hosting the steelers and joe goes 20 24 for 190 yards but joe mixon went off and this is i don't re- recall how many 100 yard games he's had at this point but this was his career day for cincinnati he's not had a better day 165 yards on 28 carries for an average of 5.9 against the steelers who are traditionally touted as being a stop defense like they they, they figure out how to stop you in every case so he did have two scores as well i mean the the long he did have Jeff by the way is, is was thirty two so I'm assuming that's the run you were talking about, mm-hmm. um, but you know I mean and to Joe's credit he spread the ball out so much when he left the game he had hit seven receivers. It wasn't him going to chase all day as it has been, you know him trying to kind of force the ball to chase as they were going into the bye they were starting to get into this routine where they were starting to try and force the ball to Jamar Chase because he had been the guy but you know they talked about during the, the the broadcast that during the bye week they went back and watched the games that they won and they tried to get back to the things that they were doing well and the things they were doing right and they tried to get back to that post bye week and i think it's worked out well i know we talked earlier in the season about zach taylor maybe not being the guy maybe not needing to call the offense you know what you're doing all right right now and i'm here for it I don't know who I don't know who the uh, the defensive back was that they that they keep picking on. There was I had to go and look that up and maybe I got read it out. Uh, there's a defensive back that they continually James pick on. Fear. Okay, that's who it is. Poor guy. Um, Forty two, I think. Was his if number. you watch the the play where um, where Higgins went down and I guess you could it was like a baby moss because. Uh, the DB was going to the ground and he went up and got it. But uh, you've got a little Jamar Chase I, effect. I if thought you, you were watch referring the safety, to, I thought you were referring to Thaddeus since he was uh, playing in the game as uh, an actual yeah, baby. I was gonna say he, he, he got uh he got promoted up for his first uh his first made, game. Made his Bengals debut. But NFL if, you watch, debut. if you watch on that one, uh because I like sometimes people clip that all twenty two, I guess it's part of the NFL network thing or whatever. But like you could see the safety on that is is shading to the Jamar Chase side, right? And that's okay. Go ahead. Like Jamar Chase is perfectly fine doing that and he could probably win several jump balls against two defenders. But he doesn't need to. 
because then you can throw the ball right back over the other side to T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd. Anybody. Anybody. There's so many weapons. Yes. So I know I, I I know I did tweet out from the the PTP uh, Twitter page, but Eli Apple, yes, I think he would absolutely be in consideration for the most improved player. But there is another name to consider alongside him, and that's got to be Logan Wilson, right? Yeah, dog. <laughs> dog. <laughs> like yeah, because like he's everywhere. He's always uh, in the play. He, I mean, even he, if he's not the one making the tackle, he's always at the ball. He's a quintessential guy that, like, people say, like, that dude plays with his hair on fire. Like, from the time the ball snapped until, you know, the whistles are blowing, like, he is where he's supposed to be and gets there, like, right now. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I had a, a, a very difficult time picking and if they it's only because they didn't have his jersey in my size it was between logan wilson and and joe burrow because they don't make a mcpherson jersey stitched yet i, I guess probably get it at cooks, you, cooks. I, I went in there i went in there to ask they said probably not till next year all right they, they may have some agreements with the uh with the bengals um pro shop to where they can't do certain things and that may be one of them like you can probably do like your own thing if you can like show your id that your name is actually mcpherson i, I might go get a fake id easy McLovin. settle down <laughs> right um so, and then uh, and then speaking of mcpherson that's a weapon you know i we we as a show never knocked the bengals for making nope, that pick we didn't we just wanted to make sure they kept him Right. Instead well, of instead of cutting him, instead of like sending him to a Super Bowl champion team. I mean, there there was that, um, but that was the coldest game he's probably ever played in. Probably, kid played. I, mean, it. I don't know. I don't. I don't well, know. Uh, he went he to a, college at Florida. Right. But, I mean, is he? A, You're only playing SEC teams down there. But is he a Florida kid? Like you know, he didn't like. If he played high school football in like Minnesota, like. Does he even remember at this point what that <laughs> I don't know. felt like? But his ability to just get out there and to and like you know, if he can kick fifty yard plus field goals on that godforsaken turf in Las Vegas, he can hit them anywhere. Well, I, he hit them bar, bar, barring like eighty mile an hour winds. He hit him in the cow pasture known as Heinz Field. So, I mean, place just... sucks. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. <laughs> So I don't know, man. I'm, I'm. You can't not be hyped about this Bengals team. Well, it. it, oh, it I mean, I, I, obviously, from what we've like discussed here, where like literally we can't finish a thought on one person because somebody else yeah. comes up. That, yep. like, yeah. I mean, we've had it goes to like what Drew Brees said that the Bengals are the most complete team in the AFC. Ed, what you got on the Bengals? What did What did you see when you were watching on Sunday? resiliency um no fear like they had no fear going against the Steelers they had no fear putting the ball up in the air they had no fear running the ball freaking Mixon looks beautiful running the ball like he is all over the place um the defense I mean what was it two turnovers in the first half something like that one return for a touchdown I mean 
it's not the Bengals team that we're used to. And like you said earlier, are we waiting for the other foot, the other shoe, the other shoe, the other shoe to drop? And, you know, then they go lay goose egg. Who knows? I I loved getting to listen to you think that one out. That was fun. Thank you. That's how I do that very much. All right, Chad, we've been talking Bengals and you're back. I'm back. First and foremost, do we need to drop anything in in regards to the conversation you had with Justin? No, nothing, nothing major. It was okay. uh, like Justin and I usually have nightly conversations. That's okay uh, I, I, about I, I things. Won't pry any more than that. Uh, <laughs> no, there, there. If there was something, if there was something good, if there was something spicy, like McDonald's spread, I would have dropped it. But. You realize that's like a that's a that's a Dragonfly Jones thing, right? I don't know. I don't know who you're referring to right now. My kid calls so spicy. What's what's Dragonfly Jones even? You don't know the Jenkins and Jones podcast? No. Oh boy, you guys are missing out. It's one of one of the better like follows on Twitter. Dragonfly Jones, he's phenomenal phenomenal and he's turned it into the guy had like a like a a normal nine to five day job and he was so good on twitter let me let me hold on a second and why he's pulling that out um shout out to mr gillian remember him from high school yeah he listens to the show all right well he used to he dragonfly jones turned a desk job into two hundred and eight thousand followers on twitter jeez just just getting these tweets off right like just get he's that good at twitter he was just getting these tweets off while he was at work and he, he's got two hundred eight thousand followers yeah can we go, I, can we go I back think, to ed? I think you missed it. yeah go ed, ahead i ed, missed it ed. yeah what do you mean shout out to mr <laughs> gillian he listens to the podcast at least he used to well so greg works with him now and he said that he told Greg, "Hey, I listen to your brother's podcast." Well, well, not I used anymore. To. Apparently, well, so he, he couldn't get in his rotation. He, he's all right. I told him I give him a shout out in the next show if he put us in the rotation. Unbelievable! So I'm just trying to get us in the one rotation. One listener at a time, Ed. Thanks. One listener at a time. That's what I'm talking thank, about. Thank you. Th- thanks, Sean, or or maybe not. Hey, Mister. Okay. All right. Uh, I think we're we're we're, we're almost forty. And we're allowed to actually say first names. Hey, Chad, what 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 were your take on what were your takes on the Bengals? Because uh, we we hit a lot of things, and if you're going on something that we we already hit on extensively, we'll we'll stop you there. They looked like everything we possibly thought was best case scenario for the second time this year, right? Ravens game. I think it's third. Yeah, I think the first Steelers game. The first Steelers game, they looked like everything. Okay. Maybe the one thought is maybe the Steelers defense is just that bad. Because they had every piece of the puzzle working, right? Like they they do have a tie on record. uh, Okay. Mixon and then Chase. And then Boyd, and then Higgins, and then Uzama, and then like it was More like Higgins. surgical. Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 boom. You can't stop this. You can't stop that. You can't stop this. Oh, you adjusted. This guy's open. Here we go. It was it was everything everybody ever envisioned when Joe Burrow was drafted, right? 
Well, I think I think it goes beyond Joe. I think it's when Jamar was drafted. No, I think we all thought that Fair, Joe but was... they still had a shit ton of weapons when Jamar yeah. was drafted. Yeah. But Jamar has kind of turned into sure. Well, AJ Green should have been. Well, he he's you know, everything everything that you be. want him to be because now now you're you're creating these things where and I, I brought up a minute ago where there's a lot of safety help going over to his side of the field. That's my and, point. Yeah, and and leaves leaves you know like Higgins in a one on one, and I'll take that all day long. Yeah, right. So now you have to decide. Am I still keeping my safety on the boundary when Higgins is killing me on the field? And then here comes Tyler Boyd in the slot on third down. Bing, bing, bing. Here comes the tight ends. Here comes Mixon. Hopefully Evans is okay. I haven't followed the past couple of days what's going on with the Bengals like a like super close because my life has been chaos. Pit of insanity for 48 hours, but it was finally, I think that full representation of why you go after the weapons. Everybody like draft alignment, do the line, the line, 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 line. and I I don't disagree with that, that you need your line to be good. This line's been pretty good. They've been solid. Yes. So like, it's a testament to, you make your line better when you have all the weapons because they can't just load up and come after you because you're going to make them pay. You're going to make them pay over the middle. You're going to make them pay on the edges. You're going to make them pay over the top. And that's where this offense is. And this defense, here's my thing with, with the next two, San Diego and San Francisco, right? After that Ravens game, they got too big for their britches. Agreed. Can they reel it back in after kicking the Steelers' ass and be under control? I think they had a reality and check. surgical. Yeah, of course. Well, we think they had a reality check. It was new. The next two games <laughs> will show. The next two games will show whether or not they did, is my point. Because... They dominated the Ravens and then fell flat on their face. They dominated the Steelers. Now you have a chance. If you can beat the Chargers, who I think are the Bengals and the Chargers are on the same level, right? You get them at home, you should beat them. Then you get the Niners. If you're nine and four going into the stretch run, you're in you're in a good spot. Even if those four are not easy, you're in a good spot. If you're eight and five, you're still okay, but you're in that 95 tiebreaker mm-hmm. situations, right? That's going on in the AFC right now. If you're seven and seven or seven and six or whatever, seven and six. Oh boy! So to uh, oh boy to to talk about Chris Evans, uh, he's dealing with an ankle injury as of yesterday. Yeah. Um, that's that's all this I can find on Twitter at this point. Um, also, I know we we touted Thaddeus Moss making his debut, but he apparently hurt his hamstring in warmups. So, oh, 
there is that. I'm assuming I'm assuming that was in warmups yesterday, not in warmups during the game. But yeah. well, it's Tuesday, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know that they had warmups yesterday. Well, this is a report I'm reading from November 29. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just going by what you said. I'm just going yeah. by the tweet and and the date on said tweet. But he did get called up from the practice squad, so. He just didn't make it to the game. He, I don't know if he dressed or not at this point. Well, he made it to warm-ups. He got hurt in warm-ups, and he was out. That sucks. So I'm guessing he had clothes on, but I don't know if it was the Bengals uniform. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, what do you think the ceiling on this on this team is? Can they make a playoff run, Chad, or, or do you, or or Jeff? Um, you know what? What do you think for this season, at least, uh, is is the ceiling for this team? I mean, I think I think we've kind of seen what they're capable of, right? Mm-hmm. So they they can go in into Baltimore and destroy them. Uh, you know, we know the Steelers aren't you know the the Steelers of old. Uh, but but they did take care of business. Um, but we also know what they what they've the other stuff they put on tape against the Browns. Well, so I, I think as far as ceiling goes, I I, th- I would like to say that I, I think that they could make a a decent playoff run. They could maybe go as far as you know breaking the uh, the old curse and winning us a playoff game this year. But we probably need to see what happens in the next two weeks to know if they are able to be consistent enough with what they've done against good teams to continue to do that against good teams to make it to the playoffs. Five of their last seven games are home games. Well, I think it's four of six now. Sure. But, I mean... Yes. yes. Yeah. Here's, here's what we know. They are better than expected. Agreed. Yes. Most people had them at six wins for the season. We've already. I, I was in that. I was. I was in between that six and seven range. Like that's because we didn't know. They had spent a million dollars on on defense. We had never seen those guys play together. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now we know what they look like. I feel pretty good about like. They have some. Uh, some flaws that I'm concerned about still. But they also have shown outside of two or three games that they can get after the quarterback. They can play in coverage. They're not talent deficient at linebacker like they have been where the middle of the field was just like a free pass for 30 yards whenever you needed it. They have not been perfect but they have been good to almost like above average. What do you think about Zach Taylor as a play caller? I think what we saw against the Steelers, like looked pretty, pretty freaking good to me. Like, I think he's coming into his own final terms of understanding. Well, it takes time. I understand. I'm just saying like when you're putting yourself as the guy, you, you are, the first guy that we're going to criticize at the same time as your 
the sure. head coach and also being the play caller. So for sure. him to figure it out halfway through his third season, long overdue. But well, I mean, he's he's now got he's now got some you know stability in what what he's able to put out there every week. Too. I think he's. I think the big thing is he's got the smartest kid in the NFL that I I believe Joe Burrow is is at least top three quarterback in the NFL. I mean, if you listen to I him, think that's if you top three quarterback in the NFL, top three, top five. I mean, I I, I don't think you can put him outside the top five. For a guy at his age and doing the things okay. that he's doing, I, I want I want to consider the age thing too. Like if you're building a franchise, well, around you him. don't get qualifiers. Saying sure. he's a top five quarterback is saying he's a top five quarterback. I, then I'm I think here for you, it. I, I think if you listen to him and like a lot of his like post game stuff, it's impressive the amount of of knowledge. I agree and, completely. And preparation that he and and that's not to say that like other quarterbacks don't have that. But the way that the way he's able to present it, and the way that he recalls certain things that he does, it I, sounds like what a lot like Wes Miller talking basketball does. Oh, which is awesome too! <laughs> Holy cow! Like I, I, I never pretend to have an immense amount of basketball smarts, but I feel like I have learned like a ridiculous amount about basketball <laughs> in the right. first like you know three weeks here of. Of the UC basketball season, just listening to West Miller talk after talk, a game. Me, well, let's let's break this down real quick, though. In the AFC North, would you take anybody over Joe Burrow? Uh, Lamar is at worst right there with him. Okay, so in the AFC as a whole, <coughs> I, I mean, I, I assume that you have Patrick Mahomes up there, but but he yes, Super Bowl winner Patrick Mahomes. He's, he's also Joe Burrow. He's also struggled this season, and he looks kind of just off. You think Joe Burrow's not going to have a struggle season he, he, at any he, point in time? And he he has struggled at times this season. I'll give you that. How how did Patrick Mahomes look in year two of his career? Did he win a Super Bowl? Well, year two was his first year starting, wasn't it? I in year two of starting, did he win a Super Bowl? Okay. I think that that's you still. I mean, it's kind of moving the goalposts a little bit, in all fairness, because you have that first first year to you're you're putting Joe Burrow above Pat Mahomes in year two. Sure. No, I'm, now I'm not, I'm you're not, you're claiming Joe Burrow is right now a top five quarterback in the NFL. I'm, I'm saying if you're, I did that, I did that, top five. If we're going top five, I think Patrick Mahomes is also in that top five, but I think Joe Burrow is right there, and I don't know who to rank. Above the other end, I think they're they're very close. Would you say he's okay. elite? Absolutely, I think he's elite. But I, I struggle with using the word elite because I don't think you can call five people in the league elite. But okay, so here here you go. Is Tom Brady elite now. Yes. Yes. <sighs> oh, Aaron, yes. Yes. Don't die on this hill. Yes, Tom Brady's don't die on this hill. I mean, is, let, let, is Aaron just, Rodgers elite? Well, it just you just Ooh, I don't know. Of, Does COVID toe remind, make you elite? You just reminded me of Stu Gatz where where you're like, don't do this to yourself, Dan. I care about you, <laughs> right? Like I care about you. Well, don't here. don't say Tom Brady is not a top five quarterback in the NFL. Well, yeah, yeah, Lamar. Okay, so at 48 or however old he is, <laughs> yeah, at 
a hundred. He might be a top five quarterback in the NFL when he's a hundred. When do we find out he's on some sort of drug that the league? He's actually himself, a, no. He's actually banned. a cyborg. He is a cyborg. Look he, at him. His everything. Everything. Nothing moves. His face structure. It doesn't moves. move. He's fake. Like he's fake. But he's still a top five quarterback in the NFL. Forty-four. Years he was six. replaced seven years ago with none of us. Knew. Right. You got you got Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Better, better the same or worse? Probably about the same, right? Is that? I I, I would take Joe Burrow over Lamar. Every I day. would. Too. Okay. I I would I would say they're in very much the same stratosphere. Josh Allen does. I take. Uh, I would still take Josh Allen right now. I take Joe over Josh. Baker Mayfield. I think last year was oh, on Baker Mayfield one hundred percent. I'm just going down the list. Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Get out of here. Tyrod Taylor. Burrow. Carson Wentz. Next. Burrow. Trevor Lawrence. Next. That one's going to be close, he's, but right he's, now it's Burrow. He's struggled this Patrick season. Mahomes. He also has... Oh. And this is, this is right he, he now. He also has oil check Urban as his coach, and that doesn't help anybody. Derek Carr. Derek Burst. Carr. Derek Derek Carr is close, but I, I take Burrow over over Derek Carr. Justin Herbert. Again, they're they're Her- about the same. Her- well, Herbert was better earlier in the season. Or Her- Herbert's come back to earth, and I think Joe Burrow has kind of we passed about him to find up, out. So. Tua. We about to yes, find we, out. Yes, we are. Tua. Oh, Burrow. Joe Burrow all day. Mac Jones. I heard Mac someone Jones. argue Mac Jones earlier today, and yeah, I'm not they're here. saying Mac Jones is actually really good. I'm not here for it. Mac Jones. Two eight one three three zero eight zero zero four. Hit Mac Jones up on the low because Mac Jones about to blow. Here, here, here's a here's an interesting one. Right now biggest, it's Mac Jones. That's Ed's biggest contribution to huh? the show. Well done, Ed. Here's oh, an interesting one. Hey, Mike White. Next. <laughs> Roethlisberger, Burr, he can Burr. go home, and Tannehill. Burr. Burr. So where do we have him? Equal above unders under like two two or three guys above him, equal with two or three guys. And that's in the AFC. Yes. And then you go over to the NFC, and you got Matt Ryan. Burr. Right now, I'll take Burrow. Colt McCoy. Burrow. Burrow. Cam Newton. Burr. Burr. <laughs> Justin Fields, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. <laughs> Andy Dalton. <laughs> Dak Prescott. I think I take Dak. You have Flyers to take Dak still right now. I, I disagree. Nah, You're dumb. No, he's not proven. Jared Goff. Burrow. That's close, but I'll take Burrow. Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. COVID toe or no COVID toe? Next. <laughs> Shut up, Ed. Okay. Matt Stafford. Burrow. Matt Stafford's a, Matt Stafford They're is close. a pro, they are close. Matt Stafford's They're a close. product of his environment. He played in Detroit, you he, dumbass. He had receivers in Detroit. Okay. Uh he played in Detroit. He always had receivers though. Kirk Cousins? He played with Megatron. Elite. Burrow. Trevor Simeon. Slash James Winston was playing pretty well at the beginning of the year James before he got was hurt. Playing pretty well, he was but playing Trump, well. But Burrow, but Burrow. Dan- Daniel Jones. Burrow. Who? Burrow. Jalen Hurts. 
Burrow. Hertz has been pretty good lately, had, but still well, Burrow. He 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 had a awesome Garoppolo. Burrow. Burrow. Russell Wilson. Russell Russ. Wilson. Russ. Tom Brady. Tom, Tom Brady. Burrow. Aaron. Aaron. Tom Brady. <laughs> and then uh, I can't pronounce his name. The Washington football team guy T- was Taylor Heineke. Heineke. So the reality Burrow. is, Burrow is entering a portion he's, of his. He's, his he's flirting with that top five. Where he's top ten. Top he's ten. Top oh. Yeah, he's up there. He's flirting. That's, a, that's, a, that's a, an amazing account. A You're, top ten quarterback in the NFL. Well, for it's the, fantastic. He's, he's, not, the, he's the not even a full two. He's not even a full right. you know, two seasons in. Well, so you, great we've, fucking job, Joe. We've got to take that. I mean, that all day long, hey, Joe Burrow, where he's at. Obviously, for this Bengals team, could you maybe be a better team if Tom Brady is there? Probably. Is there anybody in that? In the in the rest of the NFL, that makes the Bengals right now a you know a nine what nine and two team or a, a you know ten and one probably not. All right. Yeah, I think that's fair. Well, we've we've lost everyone as we ran through all of the quarterbacks in the NFL two hours and fifteen minutes into this podcast. I don't um, care. They're still that's people. fine. Um. The uh, the Bengals game against the 49ers did get flexed to a 415 game, so that is noteworthy. That sucks too, because I got tickets to that game and taking my kid, and now he's gonna miss his basketball game. Well, stupid I NFL. Mean, but it's I asked him. He said it was more important to attend an NFL game than it was to go play a game of basketball. So, so you you have the uh, the Chargers at home. You have the Niners at home. You have uh, at Denver, you have the Ravens at home, the Chiefs at home, and then you go to Cleveland to end up the season. Um, should be interesting to see how they finish out. I put them at this point. I think they can do 11. I don't think that's that's crazy to put them at 11. Um, if they do better, kudos. Um, I said I think that gets them into the playoffs, though, either way. Um, that all said, Chad, for anybody who has listened to Two hours and 15 minutes of the PTP at this point in time. Do you have any type of Easter eggs or breadcrumbs that you want to drop here at this point in time for anything coming up this week for Bearcat Journal? Pretty standard for right now. The, the, the rest of this week should be pretty standard. I, I haven't I haven't unleashed any uh, bombshells uh, that are coming the rest of this week. We dropped what? Two new title sponsors. We did. Three. Our good friends at Danco Transmission. Our good friends at Galactic Fried Chicken. That's a big one. Which we're going to, we talked about this, we, we're going to need to do a staff dinner at mm-hmm. Galactic. Because you guys don't, if you haven't been there, you don't know. If you're a chicken tendies guy, I'm they have as good a chicken tenders guy as I've ever had. I am a and, guy. and they don't pre-fry their chicken. When you come in and you order fried chicken, you gotta wait. They drop that shit in the fryer when you walk, like when you put the order in. You gotta wait. You a fried pickles guy, Ed? Oh yeah, fried pickles are where it's at. Yeah, they have phenomenal. I don't like pickles. They have great fried pickles. 
love pickles. Pickles are good. They got like their own two or three different sauces. They're in Dayton, Kentucky. I know where that's at. Like the 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 Newport on the Levee exit. Mm-hmm. You just go in the opposite direction as Newport on the Levee for like five minutes, and you're there. Any uh, hints that you want to give on who the potential podcast? I don't, I don't want to deep hint, but any just because I want to see. I honestly just want to see people scramble on the boards if they listen this far to see somebody drop the the thread. The problem is, any hint would give it away. Okay, then I don't know. Like, do you have a hint that wouldn't give it away? You know who it is. I do. Is there a hint that wouldn't give it away? Um, I I know who it is. You don't. I didn't tell you. I. Well, I guessed. You didn't. I'm just taking. I'm just taking a wild guess here. That's not because I love that Chad's looking up at Ed right now. (laughs) It was like the Brady Bunch. (laughs) I'm actually. I think I've got a serious fucking problem. So I bought like in the new place. We didn't have enough smart TVs for the rooms that we had, right? So I needed one extra smart TV for my office so that when UC plays on ESPN Plus, like they are tomorrow against Miami, that I can watch it. Get a second screen for your computer. I can't find ESPN Plus on this TV. It's you not have, in the apps. If you have download the ESPN app. It's a Vizio. Isn't there an app store? Yeah, and ESPN Plus is not in it. From what Uh-oh. I like, I've got ESPN Films, Instant Classics. You might, you and might have Marvel to, and ESPN Films presents. You might have to get like a Fire Stick or something to sign in, or get a second monitor for your computer. I can do it. On, I don't want to do it. I want to watch the game on a fifty-inch screen. Makes sense. Run the run the second. Unfortunately, the- ESPN Plus is not currently available natively on Vizio smart TVs. Ed just googled it. That is from the streamable. Oh, and but then there's a, a bomb. There's an article here about how to install it. <laughs> you can send that link to me, Ed. <laughs> All right. Because I like I've got radio tonight. I didn't get home until seven ten. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to have time when I get done with radio tomorrow to get home and mess with this. I need it done tonight before I go to bed so that I can comfortably get home from radio tomorrow hosting the Mo Egger show. Make the TV your second monitor. Well, I could, I mean, I can easily like Chromecast or like, you know, if I need to. I don't want to, but... I, I bought the damn TV, and I. So that was another episode of Part of the Punctuation. We will figure Chad's problem out. <laughs> Some bullshit, man. <laughs> uh, as always, I am oh. your host, Aaron Smith. Joined, thank you, Chad, for for making the time for us. You had a busy day, obviously getting home at seven o'clock and and making time for us at as we started at nine and we've gone until eleven thirty. Uh, but for the self-proclaimed best producer, that's not tonight. Probably going to be challenged. Tonight. Not tonight. Probably going probably going to be challenged after this week. 
uh, along with Jeff Howell. This was Pardon the Punctuation, brought to you by Insert Your Sponsor Name Here, since we're collecting them right now like Pokemon cards. Email us at pardonthepunctuation at gmail.com. Get in there. But this was another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. Thank you for staying with us this long. I have no idea why you did, but we will be back here next week doing the same damn thing. At that point, we will already know where Cincinnati Bearcats are in the in the, the final shuffle after uh december 5th and uh we'll have a better idea of who this bengals team is and what's going on with this bearcats basketball team we'll see you then Ba-dum-bum.